Good morning. This is Ryan File of the Mail Tribune, and you're listening to the First Thing Podcast. If this is your first time here, hello. I'm here most weekdays going over the top stories of the day. You can listen to past episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on our website, mailtribune.com slash podcasts. There's a boatload of other podcasts, too, on everything from local economics to history, the outdoors to cooking and gardening. Here are the top stories for Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018. First up, the Taylor Creek Fire, the second largest in southern Oregon, is almost fully contained after firefighters made significant headway, mopping up and strengthening control lines. Burning in a 52,588-acre area, the Taylor Creek Fire is 95% contained, but fire officials say it's difficult to estimate when it might be fully corralled. It's entirely dependent on the weather, said Peter Frenzen, public information officer for the fire. It's also a significant change to go from 95% to 100% contained. While firefighters have made significant progress on the Taylor Creek Fire, the Klondike Fire to the south is 32% contained, still a significant improvement over a few days ago when it was at 15%. Both fires were started by lightning July 15th. Weather forecasts call for cooler temperatures over the next week, which might aid firefighters. If the weather turned and became moist, that would make a difference, Frenzen said. The Klondike Fire remains the largest in southern Oregon, at 76,098 acres. Next up, livestock producers are feeling the effects of drought at an intensifying rate. On the heels of two sparse rain years, pastures are drying up and herds might follow suit if the trend continues into next year. Fourth-generation Eagle Point rancher Ron Anderson figures plenty of his fellow ranchers are in a world of hurt. We had no snowpack to speak of in comparison to what we used to, Anderson said. So when the snow's gone, you know the runoff slows down. If you're in the right place, you still get some runoff. There are places in Oregon where once that snow is gone, they don't get nothing. If we don't get a wet winter or a lot of snow this year, then we're really in for it. That could be a disaster. Anderson said it is reminiscent of the climate shift in the late 1970s. If you're not in the right place, you can't irrigate, Anderson said. You might only get one or two irrigations, Well, that don't grow any feed, so that makes it difficult. You take a dry year on dry land farming, you might get nothing. While herd sizes have remained stable over the past decade, they're much smaller than they were 40 years ago, Anderson said. At the same time, there are fewer acres devoted to hay and feed production. With pastures drying up this summer, farmers and ranchers resort to buying hay, more than likely from outside of the Rogue Valley. Last week, Jackson County livestock producers gained eligibility to apply for 2018 Livestock Forage Disaster Program benefits for small grain, native pasture, and improved pasture. The program provides compensation for producers who suffer grazing losses for covered livestock due to drought on privately owned or leased land, or fire on federally managed land. And last up. Ashland began allowing vehicle-for-hire services such as Uber and Lyft soon. The Ashland Municipal Code has regulated taxi service for roughly 20 years, but it doesn't address newer forms of vehicle-for-hire services offered through transportation network companies such as Uber and Lyft. These programs allow regular people to use their cars as a taxi service. The drivers are privately contracted through the TNCs and are required to submit to background checks before they can pick up customers, connecting via mobile apps. These services tend to cost less than the average price of a taxi ride, but could pose issues due to the congestion of thousands of tourists to the small city. 
According to a staff report, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival alone draws in roughly 400,000 tourists a year. According to Scott Fleury, Deputy Public Works Director, a public transportation feasibility study is currently being conducted, scheduled to finish in November. The feasibility study is meant to determine what, if any, transit system improvements would benefit the city, and also provide details on how to enact such improvements in conjunction with Rogue Valley Transit District, as they are the transit system provider for the valley, Fleury said. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of all these stories at our website, mailtribune.com. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one.